When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to Music in My Life with me, Laura Wright. It's the show where we talk about the music we love so much, our relationship with that music and the role it plays in our life. What is it about music that taps into our emotions and why does it make us feel a certain way? Now, I am absolutely delighted to be talking to two very, very special people. They are inspiring, they're intelligent, they're driven, they're so, so passionate about their company, Origin Africa, which I'm going to tell you a bit more about now. Tom and Alice founded Origin Africa in 2018 and the company has gone from strength to strength since. Their collective passion for starting Origin began after spending many, many years living and working in Africa. So with their combined passion and the help of their board members here in the UK, they are creating a way of alleviating poverty through the creation of a social enterprise in the UK. They are 100% not-for-profit as a brand and all of their profits fund community-driven work and social businesses with a real targeted social purpose. For example, child health through sanitation, female empowerment through skills, training and education. They have really strict project principles, which include some of the following. So the projects are locally led, they are sustainable for the community and they have a specific social impact goal. That's just a few of the kinds of ideas these guys come up with, which links in with their brand. Now onto their clothing briefly, which I am sporting today. I'm wearing one of their t-shirts, which I absolutely adore. Um, their products are not only beautifully crafted, but they are genuinely leaders in their industry. They use incredible brands like Stanley and Seller and Earth Positive to name a few and they are involved in the actual creation of their clothes. These brands that I've mentioned, they're forward thinking, they're open about their working uh, conditions and their environmental impact. So to summarize, I would say that Origin Africa as a brand, I feel like is one of these leaders in the fashion for good sector. And I'm so excited to be talking to you both today. This is also our first kind of video chat with some really important guests on music in my life. So I love that. And you've also brought Jeff along, your gorgeous dog as well, who I think on social media, everyone is absolutely obsessed with. When we when we first met, you guys had such an incredible aura about you and just people that I felt this massive connection with immediately and I just I'm so delighted that your company is growing and doing such good but do you want to maybe tell me a little bit and others listening about where this idea came from and and how it all started that's such an amazing introduction like I'm not really sure how to follow that I'm not really sure how to add what what a cool intro um yeah, so, I mean, we could talk about it forever, but I think um, the sort of short story, as it were, is like you said in your intro, we were kind of, Tom was was working in Africa and I was um, sort of going out and living with him. And that's really was the beginning of the, the idea and the concept, um, working there and spending time there. I guess you could say we felt a bit disenchanted with maybe traditional, traditional aid or traditional sort of charity. Um, in Africa and we were inspired by the idea of a social business and we'd done lots of reading around um, the idea of, of sort of um, capitalism fueling development if you like so sort of selling and setting up a business which is a business in you know in, in essence but also using those profits for something positive something good um, so yeah the idea started when we were living in Mali and kind of ran from there when we came back to the UK we started very small by doing little pop-up markets here, there and everywhere, trying to sell what we could and using the money to fund very small projects to begin with. 
then we kind of realized this is an idea that might work like people are really passionate about it so yeah it kind of grew and grew from there and obviously as you've, as you've mentioned so Tom this isn't your only job is it and Alice obviously you had um, legal experience is that right before as well so tell me a bit about you know life before Origin Africa and also still now the fact that you guys are still multitasking away in the background yeah um, no so my, my other job is a, a doctor in um, emergency department here where we live in in Devon um, and I think um, before we started the business we kind of knew we were going to do something uh, slightly creative and slightly different um, and I think um, we kind of complement each other on on that that level really because I think Alice is creative and different <laughs> and uh, and I try and um, prevent us from doing anything stupid <laughs> so Tom's. Um, <laughs> Medical background, I think, means <laughs> he looks at things very analytically and very um, evidence-based. And all of our projects and the criteria that you mentioned in your intro there, that really is the basis of a lot of work that Tom has done in the sector and his understanding of global health and, um, you know, various versions of interventions in Africa. Um and so that was really helpful. Um, so he, yeah, he definitely grounds us and keeps us focused. And I'm a bit more, yeah, I don't know wild creative great <laughs> um but i think it, it kind of takes it, it takes that really um because alice always has this energy and is always kind of inspiring me and people around us and that kind of creates an energy that that keeps you positive and keeps you going through the kind of yeah. the harder months as well you know the easy months are easy aren't they you know when it's all going well um but i think um and it started sort of taking shape a little bit when we had a little bit more freedom to travel. And so we got to West Africa and we started exploring how we could do things um, and maybe how things didn't work. I think for, certainly for the first year, it was about discovering how things really didn't work. Um, and then gradually things started to sort of fall into shape of how it might actually work and be positive and, and sort of set something up for a, a long term future for the people we're trying to work with. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, it being it being easy, you know, the easy months are, are great fun and the tough months and obviously and that freedom to travel. And that was one of my questions, you know, for you guys. Um, obviously, we've we've met and we've chatted, but of course, not over the last 18 months. And how how has that been for you guys in terms of not only a business, but the fact that obviously the sector that you're working in as well, Tom, like I imagine it's been some some real highs and some real lows. But has that has that I wonder made you feel a bit closer as well to your the people who invest in your brand and that community? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think um it was a really strange journey, really, when when we try and get to Africa kind of as often as we can. Um, and we haven't been since, you know, March last year. Um, but I think in terms of the, the clothing side of things, it's really um, some really loyal people have kind of shown us support, you know, and, and that has really motivated us as well and has actually driven some, some real success in the last year, hasn't it? So. It's been a real journey, like a real up and down um, for Origin over the last year, because I do think that people have been shopping more consciously. I actually think the pandemic has had that effect on people. I think people are thinking a little bit more about where they shop and the impact that that has. Um, but also, fair enough, people have been worried, worried about their jobs, worried about their livelihoods and a little bit nervous about around what's coming. So we've seen these like undulations and we haven't been able to get out there and, and meet people and do the pop ups and events we would normally do. So it, we have been impacted um, and the, the projects and our sort of communications with the projects have been impacted as well, because um, obviously a lot of the communities that we work in, we can't necessarily get great information back and forth all the time lack of wi-fi lack of you know the ability to connect to us in that way so that's why we visit and without being able to visit you know that's caused uh, a few problems as well but you know we've so far we've got over those hurdles um and luckily i'm full-time on origin and despite the fact tom's been very busy at the hospital we've been able to maintain yeah some business as usual 
And I think also, you know, you've mentioned that um, when we were organising, when we could chat, that you're in the midst of shooting a new collection as well. And I love that you look to the people who are buying your clothes for that inspiration of what's next for the brand as well. You know, and that's what I mean. I feel like people are, it's a it's a cyclical thing of that investment in the brand and then that relationship as well, which of course, social media can be such a negative space. But actually, I think your brand's such a good example of where it can be really positive. Um, and I wonder, you know, that there isn't really a sense of um, impact in terms of from from COVID in terms of the fashion world. But I wonder whether for you, if you see where you see that fashion going as a result of it. And because and I feel quite sort of, as you say, excited that people are shopping much more consciously now, albeit that there's a long way to go. But I think that is, is that something that you feel quite excited about, you know, for the coming months and years? Yeah, I think I think the big impacts that we have seen of, of the pandemic in, in fashion has really hit fast fashion. It's hit the um, the long leads, the, you know, the people who create their collections in huge volumes and very far in advance. And there was this whole pay up campaign um, just right at the beginning of last year, whereby a lot of the big brands were cancelling their orders with factories, which was obviously affecting developing countries where many of these clothes are made. Um, people losing their jobs, you know, their livelihoods and the ability to work. Um, and so I think in a way, although that was devastating and although, you know, the fast fashion brands have a lot to answer for, I think in a way that did alert people to, you know, the mass and the volume that happens within the fast fashion world. And looking at brands who are creating smaller collections, who are maybe making to order, who are, um, you know, showcasing the whole supply chain and being honest about um, sort of every element of that. Uh, I think that that is really exciting because almost it takes that the sort of tragedies or the the shocking truths of a supply chain to come out for people to question and start demanding a better, you know, a better and more honest brand. So I think that I think I hope that that means that there'll be a lot more small and sustainable brands doing really well in the future. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. And let's let's talk a little bit about music in that sense as well. You know, for you guys, um, is music a big part of your life? I know it's a really difficult question, but has it always been there? Are there moments where, you know, I know we're going to talk about some of your favourite songs and it feels like, I mean, I love this music. And that, again, I, I don't know, did Alice, did you choose more of the songs than Tom's? I feel like there's a real kind of uplifting spirit here in the music. <laughs> we... <laughs> We kind of did do it together, actually. And I, I think my oh, taste in music is quite eclectic. I think you're, you've seen quite a range in the songs that we've chosen. And a lot yeah. of those, um, songs that we've chosen are about us, you know, as to, together as a couple. I think individually, Tom has a, a very musical past. And we, we won't go too far into this, uh, but maybe... Oh, know, no, we, I want to know. Wait, what's Harry? this musical past? Yeah, well, well we see you and Harry. <laughs> tell you some funny stories but Tom was in a band um which I'm sure he wants to show you um and has, has yeah has, uh, you have a lot of fun with music you're probably more musical than me I think that would be fair to say uh yeah plays the guitar it's certainly it's clear when um when you get in the car which phone is connected to the <laughs> stereo because if um if if Taylor Swift yeah. well, if Taylor Swift comes on it could be that either of us actually be you, it could just be <laughs> Um, no, I think, um, yeah, the, the songs we chose were really kind of significant um, and they kind of signify moments uh, yeah. for us. And I think like kind of periods of time in our life together so far yeah. um, that, that bring back memories really vividly, don't they? They're a little bit like smells in a way. They're, they're so connected to memory, sounds and, and, and music and mm. songs, aren't they? So they, they bring back usually happy memories but even sad memories can be sort of happy to bring back in some way sometimes can't they so absolutely absolutely I agree with that I think that music can allow us to be really sad for that moment and that's a good thing it's an experience because you can allow yourself to wallow in in that kind of moment with the sounds and then once it finishes it's like you can then not move on but move on from that moment in time and I agree with you I think that's what music can do for us it's really exciting but you're saying it's it, it kind of signifies moments let's talk about this song first that cheers you up so this is home by Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros, which is the most epic name of a band I think I've ever heard. Um, but let's talk about what it means to you. Well, we chose that one. We actually had that as, as the first dance at our wedding. 
Um, but it, it was a song that we liked because um, we, when we first met, we spent a lot of time traveling around. Like we've said, we traveled a lot in Africa. We lived in Africa. We also lived in Amsterdam for a while where we lived in a camper van on a campsite for six months or whatever it was. <laughs> we have traveled a lot um, in South America as well. And I think the reason why that song resonated so much with us we used to say to each other like you know home is wherever we are together like we didn't really have a base so it was always just a the idea that if we were to kind of traveling around the world together then at least we had a home of some sort when we were hanging out with each other um so yeah that's a really it's yeah quite a softy song for us I guess but it's quite it is very uplifting Definitely. And I think also in a year where there's, you know, like you've, we've mentioned already, people have been so worried about so much. Actually, I think I certainly have had that sort of realisation again and again that the materialistic things like a home in that sense isn't actually what makes those memories. It's the people that are around you and the experiences that you have. And I think that's so clear when uh, when I talk to you both, that, that's such a, that you have such a strong bond there. And, and like you say, this music is a bit of a journey through your life together I think that's so gorgeous and I know Harry and I talk about that all the time and and sometimes I feel like I don't know I feel like it sometimes comes across as really cheesy but I did say to him the other day I was like this song is about our journey together and also the people that you want to be you know we're all kind of trying to be better people all the time and I, I love this piece of music and I didn't know it and I, I felt like I knew it when I heard it, but I didn't know this is who it was by or this is what it was called. And there is, is that line in it where, you know, home is where is where you are and where you are together. And I think that's gorgeous. Let's let's have a little listen to some of it now and then we'll talk some more. So this is Home by Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. I love it. It's so good. Can you guys do the whistling bit? No, we actually, we actually were just saying some of our friends at our wedding tried to get involved and do the whole, you know, love actually bit of like. So we had our friends. One of our friends who plays. Oh really? One of our friends plays the trumpet, and the other one, his wife, and we met at their wedding. Um, did the whistling. So he played the trumpet, and she did the whistling at the beginning. It was so funny. I love that. Good. The band, they were at the back of the room and, the, yeah, the room's quite big and really echoey and the band had played it in, in a different key to what we had anticipated. So it didn't work at all, but so it was it hilarious. Was so horrendous. It, did, it just it didn't work. <laughs> but it looked good. But a good memory. If this was your first dance, what kind of dancing do you do to this song? Like in a wedding dress, is it kind of this, I don't know. Really bad dancing, really bad. There was a lot of him twirling me. While we kind of waited for other people yeah. to join in, yeah. uh, it was very, it was very fun. Isn't it the, the classic, the classic wedding dance where you're like, do we do a spin? Do we, do we risk yeah, it? Yeah. Do we do a spin? Do we move from this? Like, there was a lot of that. It was very funny. When I was listening to it, actually, there was and looking up the piece of music, I, I was really kind of, for me, this kind of music and this folky genre. I love that there's so many people in the band. I love when you see live music, which I miss so much that you see all these different musicians and these different instruments as well. I think that's so cool about folk music. There really aren't any rules to it. And I also was listening to um, a YouTube version by, is it George Navarez? And he sings it with his daughter. And basically they're sat on the bed and he starts playing the guitar and he can do the whistle. Like it's worth watching. He can properly do the, the crazy high whistle. And then his his daughter sits there on the bed and goes, I can run and I can stop. Like really loud, really proud and they sing it together so i would i would highly recommend watching that one definitely and let's um let's talk about your next song so we're going into the world of reggae music with a bit of bob marley and the whalers three little birds and um, tell us about this one and and does it take you back to a specific good time or is this kind of a, a period of time in your life um i think a couple of good times actually it kind of reminds us of some of the holidays we took together when we first met so i think that was good um that's a lot of the sort of positive energy of the song but i also think we were saying earlier about how we like 
use music in different ways. Like Tom listens to music every day when he goes to the gym as part of his like pump up kind of. And you he, he, he listen to it a lot on your way back from a shift or on your way to a shift. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah. But also for me, I listen mainly as a kind of wind down. And I think that both of us, I think this will resonate with a lot of people for the last year actually, but both of us find it actually really difficult to relax. I don't know if this is just a like work from home entrepreneur thing or like a, a sort of, you know, if you've got a sort of a really stressful job or a really, but I think we both find it hard to switch off and, and just, you know, walk away from all the stuff that's going on in our head. And I think that's a really good example of a song that just does that for some reason. It has the power to like, just switch me straight into relax mode. Um, I think a lot of his music does that. But yeah, for sure. It's a relaxing song. I agree with you though. I think it's so true in terms of not being able to switch off. I also think it's because I feel like if I'm going to watch something on Netflix or whatever it is, I use my laptop so much. And so I feel like there's no, you can't get away from your emails or from connecting. And I think it's that we need to disconnect from stuff. We need to disconnect from social media. And I, I'm, I'm in 100% agreement with you. And I think it's, it is more so for us now we're working from home and entrepreneurs, but also everyone. I think we're just so connected now that it's really hard to, to disconnect from everyone. And we need that. And I suppose, Tom, you, you know, you were saying, or Alice you were saying about Tom listening to music on the way back from work or, or on the way to the gym or whatever do you listen in headphones a lot because people have a real preference with that yeah, yeah I, I, I well actually I've noticed well I want I want to yeah I, I much prefer listening with headphones um, because you get much more of the song don't you really and especially if you buy cheap speakers like I do <laughs> Um, but and when you have like proper headphones you can really hear every every part of the song that's I think that's really important to get into it as well so when I drive to work, I'm listening to it in the car and then I put my headphones in. I've got like a five minute walk, which is kind of one song. And I've always kind of parked that distance away so that I get that song to listen to on the way in. I love that. I think it's really interesting that people have that preference. Jeffrey, yeah, Jeffrey can relax anyone. I mean, our dog Rocky's like a therapy dog. He's so chilled. So I think animals do help. Let's um, let's have a little listen to, to some of Three Little Birds. I'll play this one. This is Bob Marley and the Wailers. so relaxing that song is it I think um there's been a lot of anxiety and a lot of worry particularly in the last year but before that you know I think you're trying to give your all to your job or you know what you're trying to achieve and you're always worried you're not doing enough or you're not doing it right and and resonates particularly with uh, with like origin as well we're always worried we're not getting it quite right or we're, not, we're missing opportunities or something but as soon as you stick on Bob Marley you're not worrying it's anymore <laughs> everything's fine everything's gonna be okay (laughs) those three little birds they're certainly not worried about anything (laughs) no exactly exactly well I think also when I was looking at this song and why why it makes us feel that immediate relaxation is because reggae has so reggae in terms of the the musical style is based on scarf, which is obviously an earlier African music genre, but it's defined by using this really heavy four beat. So it's really simple in the rhythm. And then it's driven by drums, it's driven by bass guitar, electric guitar, and then it's driven by something called a scraper, which is exactly what it sounds like that. You probably used to have them in like kindergarten, like a bit of wood that you'd scrape. But there's a very definite beat with the rhythm. There's no complicated kind of rhythms in reggae. And I think that's why it's so lovely because it, it, it's it's uncomplicated and therefore you can just relax and listen to the sound and it's got that lilt as well that just kind of has a gentle sway to it and I think everyone can well and of course you know the lyrics don't worry about a thing because every little thing's going to be all right that's that's what it is right well before we were prepping for this and Tom was saying I don't know why that song has such an effect on me relaxing like it literally just makes me like you know, just not wor- really feel worried. Then we started playing it, we were like, well, I wonder what the subliminal <laughs> message is behind the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is it? Rise up this morning, smile with the rising sun, three little birds, 
set by my doorstep singing sweet songs of melodies. It's just so good. And I remember in my first year at uni, I got asked to do a classical version of this and it felt like so wrong, so wrong to be like, don't worry about a thing. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> But it was part of our homework, and I love this song, and it slightly ruined it for me for a period of time, I have to say. what um, Does it bring back some specific memories? Um, yeah, I think that one of the first holidays that we took together, it, it yeah. just reminds me of, like, sitting on a beach with, you know, a couple of beers when the sun's setting and genuinely not having anything to work, like, you know, not having to get up the next day and not having to... And that was just before we started Origin, actually. Or we started Origin that year, and that holiday yeah. was the beginning of that year, wasn't it? And I don't know, it was, there was just an element of real zen to that holiday. Like, we just felt like we had, like, actually no responsibilities. Like, it was a very, like, you know, pre mortgage and pre you know big business together and all the stuff that then does keep you up at night um yeah so it definitely takes me back to a time where we just it was only just me and you hanging out and having beers and that was it like <laughs> nothing else going on it's ideal it's idyllic I think also when you were mentioning as well like Tom you were saying about you know the stress that you put on yourself trying to be better and doing that in terms of a business sense I also feel like I I definitely resonate with that because with performance as well even though you're you're in the entertainment industry so you're there to to be judged in a certain way not in a negative way but you are putting yourself out there and I imagine for you guys with the business it's it's similar in a sense because well I might be completely wrong but I feel like you're also always kind of asking for people to say look you know we're being not led by you but we want your opinions on things but also it's so it must be so personal because you're so passionate about it that's a really, um, <clears throat> a really insightful point. It, it is, it is really, um, it, it kind of emotional because I think, um, I think when when uh, when a business claims to be sort of good, doing something good, then it's almost like you put your hand above the parapet for for people who disagree with your methods. I think, and and people can get really um, can get can criticise a lot, can't they? And I think. Um, there's a lot of lot of lost messages, you know, in 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 sort of social media captions and things where things are misunderstood. Um, that, thankfully, actually, we haven't had that too bad, really, yeah. to be honest. But um, but I think whenever there's you know there's difference between cri- criticism and, and feedback, and I think yeah. there have been moments when we've maybe felt a little bit unfairly criticised, and it's difficult not to take that personally because yeah. it's been a sort of kind of personal creation, certainly sure. by Alice, but. Um, uh, but we also have a lot of people around us supporting us as well, yeah. and I think that they'll always tell you not to worry, and and you you know your methods are, tr- your your yeah the, the goals are good, so you know the methods can be a source of debate. Yeah, no, I think you're right. It's so true. I know, I know. Well, I'll be completely honest. I know I could read one bad comment and a thousand good ones, and I'll hold on to the bad one. You yeah. know, and I think it's yeah. very easy to do that. If someone says you've missed a note when you're singing or something, even if you didn't, that it's awful. People can be awful in that yeah. situation, can't they? Like, sure. um, and I'm sure you didn't miss a note, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's been moments where I've definitely made up some dodgy Italian, I'll be honest about that. (laughs) If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. 
Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Vernon Kay. And I'm Holly Mackay. And we're here to tell you about our brand new podcast, Parenting Past the Pandemic, brought to you by Aviva. Yes, we're going to be delving into a whole heap of parenting topics from the generational gap to online safety. And some of the big topics which have come up through the pandemic, such as helping to manage our kids' anxieties and how we can affect the world they'll grow into. Parenting Past the Pandemic. Find it wherever you found this podcast. So let's let's talk about your next song choice. This is um, "Going to the Chapel" by the Dixie Cups. This is this came out in 1964. Alice, you're burying your head already. What what does this song mean? I'm like, I was really surprised by it. <laughs> it's such an old school choice. Like when I was reading through our choices, I was like, this is. I don't know if the the level of eclectic is a good thing or a bad thing, but this has like two a bit of double meaning so the first thing is it's in a film called father of the bride i don't know if you've seen it it's quite old but ah yes okay i didn't realize that and it's like my family's like favorite film and for me it really like i know it just reminds me of my sisters and my mom and dad and we used to like watch on repeat and it's about a girl i'm one of three girls i've got two sisters and um it just reminds me of thinking, yeah, when I was younger, like that's what getting married would be like. It's about it's mainly about the father not wanting to give away his daughter, basically, and the kind of journey that 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 <laughs> they go on. Um, but we used to play it like in the run up to our wedding. We would play it in a like jovial way, and I listened to it the morning that you know when I was getting ready before we got married. And then my sister got married last year amongst obviously all the covid stuff and everything she really she'd always wanted to be a bride and she really didn't get the day that like obviously she had hoped for it was only whatever the rule was 15 of us or and we played this while she was getting married and it just like i don't know there's just something about it that like i love and it's really random but i love it and i've kind of maybe forced tom to love it you do play it independently yeah, of me now he loves it and my like songs it's yeah it's just a good memory song for me yeah. <laughs> I definitely I get that completely I don't know why I have this image of you and your sisters in the back of the car going go into the yes. chapel and <laughs> very accurate very accurate yeah there's something just really feel good about it I know but I agree with you like there is there is something there's something silly about it, but there's also something that is uplifting. And, and also that I think we all need those moments to just not take life too seriously as well. And although it's about something that is, of course, serious, marriage is, you know, something that's really important to lots of people. Um, but I think also, like you say, it sort of takes away that worry a bit. Let's, uh, let's have a listen now. Here it comes. Is that brought back some good memories, Alice? Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. Do you think? Um, do you think with this song as well, in terms of you talk about family, like this year especially, you mentioned your sister. You know, I know uh, my sister-in-law to be is in a very similar boat. You know, weddings have been moved time and time again. And actually, is is this music? You know, for, for you, is has music always been a big thing growing up with your family? Do you feel like it keeps you close together? Yeah. I definitely think we've got like a couple of songs like it's funny because we have had to do like you know if you do 
a playlist for a family event you know like if it's like your dad's 50th or you know an anniversary or like your sister's birthday or whatever every time we've done a playlist there'll be like a couple of songs that are on there and I feel like that's a really nice like I said I think our connection to music is slightly different mine is definitely a bit more like events based and a bit more like winding down like I don't listen to music on a daily basis in the same way that Tom does I don't think so for me it's there all the music that I like is very loaded with memories because it's very specific to occasions so there's yeah there's definitely a big family element to that for me uh, which is really nice Tom for you in terms of we need to just mention briefly this band that that you were in what genre of music was it you know you tell us that you don't have to tell us more than that but just tell us what kind of music two of the guys well three of the guys in the band were really um were really musical um and um uh the the guy who was best man at our wedding actually he he was the guitarist and still is a guitarist he still is a producer and then the the, the we had a lead singer on vocals um and um and then my brother was on drums um, and they, yeah. And then I was, because I was the least talented guitarist, I had to learn bass. So I was then the bassist. But probably and, that rock. Um, and it was rock, I'd but rock. I, there were little bits of um, some other stuff in there. But it was an eclectic <laughs> mix, but probably rock slash metal is your, is your. Yeah, well, it was rock. It was rock. I think I, my brother and I wanted to take it down a metal path. Um, and um, we weren't um, allowed to. Maybe people could look at... So you were... So the initial band was called The Private Side. Yes, right? that's correct. And then the, your band with your brother was called... Stonegarth. Stonegarth. We'll leave that with you, Laura. You can look them up. <laughs> okay, right. So if people want to have a listen... Okay, I will look them up if people want to have a listen. But actually, you mentioned rock and almost metal. So does that does that mean this next choice, the Metallica song, is this something that's your choice, Tom? Or is this just happens to be that kind of vibe? Because I, I love this version with the orchestra. I think it is so beautiful. But tell me about it for you guys. It's, um, it, it's kind of been my favourite song for a long time. <clears throat> and then, because um, initially when you mentioned the band Metallica to anyone, they they hear um, you know the more aggressive songs, don't they? Or they hear um, quite uh, distorted guitar power chords. And um, and when I started mentioning Metallica to Alice when we met, initially you didn't think it was a very good idea that we play Metallica songs ever. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that became a, a, a journey of persistence um, to eventually manage that. It was one of the readings at our wedding. Um, the two sons of a really good friend of mine read the lyrics to Nothing Else Matters at, at our wedding. Um, and I, and I, it was kind of, it's the first song, as a Metallica fan, it's kind of the, the first song you play people to convince them yeah, that actually Metallica. Metallica are brilliant. And um, and if you can get them in that version with the San Francisco I Symphony at the same version. time, then people begin to appreciate how good these guys are on their instruments and, and how good the singer is. I feel like I was, I'm, like I said, I'm probably, I don't know if I'd say not as musical as Tom, but I, I really feel like if somebody plays me something, I'll really like it, but I'm not like polarised by, I like this genre, I like this genre. I'm very much like, oh, I really like that song, I really like that song. And I feel like I'm the friend that always gets introduced to things by other cooler people who were like, you should listen to like these guys. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they're really cool. Um, and so one of the things I really liked after we met is that Tom's taste was, you know, the sort of thing that I wouldn't necessarily have just searched and put on. And now he'll like come into the kitchen and I'll be singing this like random rock song or metal song. Song and he'll be like, oh, you just because I'll like overhear him playing it in the gym, and I'm like, oh yeah, I do quite like that one. <laughs> yeah. um, but Metallica and that specific song and that version um, is just amazing. I just think it's such an incredible song, and I love listening to it so much. So that yeah, we we had it involved, and and now we will play it. Like yeah, it's just such an incredible song to listen to. I think. Do you think you would ever do a cover of of a Metallica? I do you know what I agree with. I agree with that. I'd love to do a cover of it. I love this song. I I completely agree with you that I think uh, thrash metal or even rock music is so underrated in terms of how musical it is. And I think that actually it's when you hear something like this, they're very clever in bringing an orchestra on board. And actually a lot more rock bands, metal bands do it now because it's a way to show people who might not be interested in that genre that actually it's really well written music. And I know that there's so many 
rock albums or metal albums that has one song that's done acoustically or with an orchestra. And that moment for people is like, oh my God, I had no idea that that was actually what the song sounded like if it was in the genre that I'm more comfortable with or I'm more used to. And so I love that. And I love, I think the best covers often are those really unexpected songs. So I was so excited when you guys have put this on the list because I do think it's beautiful. And I also think how cool to have the lyrics read at your wedding. What a lovely idea as opposed to a poem or something like that. I love that. I think that's so gorgeous. I think people should do that more. It was so adorable as well because one of Tom's best mates, yeah, it was her two boys. And Reggie was only how old was he? Like, I think he may have been six. He was like six or seven or something. So it's the cute. Imagine, you know, two young children reading the lyrics of Metallica and Nothing Else Matters. Like, it was just amazing they were brilliant as well because Re- Reggie's a kind of um he's, he's really massive character but he kind of froze when he got up there and his big brother kind of stepped in and and took over and, and read it and everyone really enjoyed that yeah. as well how he kind of looked after him in that scenario yeah it was um, so cute. but it was really cool wasn't it it was really cool and and yeah and you're you kind of reminded these guys how good they are like mm. like you know James Hetfield singing and stuff, and have for some reason it kind of validates them when there's an orchestra behind them because it feels more like it feels more like real music, doesn't it? It feels but, more powerful yeah. as well, doesn't yeah. it? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I agree with you it's bad it's bad that we think that that it's not bad but it's it's interesting that we think that's the case because like you say it's like this validation but yet when I was watching one of the, the the live version of it from the gigs that they did I mean his voice I don't know how old he is there but his voice is incredible I said to my mum who was listening I was like his voice is insane like and and actually a lot of people when they do get older their voice does change slightly a bit of the control goes but it was like I mean spot on wasn't it yeah I think it may he may have had because they um earlier in their careers he, there was no music coaching or anything like that he didn't know the names of the chords but I think I think maybe a career in music forced him to learn the names of the chords <laughs> and take singing lessons and I think before the first um Metallica and Symphony album he took singing lessons and everyone realized oh hang on he was good now he's amazing you know after he'd actually had some formal coaching I think he really stepped it up um, so maybe I should have singing lessons. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> You'd like me, yes, after him. <laughs> you need a singing lesson, that's no problem. Yeah, I'm working from home, so it'll be a pleasure. <laughs> there you go. Let's have a listen to some of this one, and then maybe you can give us a little rendition, Tom. Here we go. <laughs> the more I hear that and I think people need to listen to the whole song in full but you're right you can hear that he's definitely had those I had no idea about that it's really interesting that he had singing lessons but also the fact that isn't it nice to know that he's humble enough to know that there's always kind of that room for improvement and to be better I love that in that version as well you can really hear the lyrics because I don't know like I think because we had it as a reading like often with songs you kind of can sing along to them but you don't necessarily hear the lyrics and you don't necessarily you know hear and understand the meaning behind them I think sometimes in a slower version or acoustic version or a version like this you really suddenly hear them again and you're like oh that's an epic song like you're just really reminded I I I often think that about um, musicians performing live because they they do the same song hundreds of times a year with the same amazing amount of energy and and like I don't know. I, I think it must be when, when you, you can't, surely they don't always hear the meaning of those words every time they're singing it. Like, for example, when you're singing, do you, you've got to get all that energy and all that sort of volume and passion for the song when it's probably the, you know, it could be the thousandth time you've sung it. Do you, do you, do you find like a way, do you have like a method of making yourself motivated to get into the song again or? 
Yeah, I think so. I think it's such a good question, actually, because I remember during the World Cup year, I sang Jerusalem. I mean, it was like multiple times a day at some point. It was just ridiculous. And everyone was like, I love this song. And I was like, I'm beginning to not love it because I've sung it so many times. But actually, I think every time I sang it, something different would come through. So it'd be like a different line. that I'd be like, oh, I love this or I love that bit. And so I think you do fall in and out of love if you're singing a song over and over again but also it makes it so clear when it's a great song because that's why you keep coming back to it um but it's such a good question and I I think yeah for them they're you know they're one of those bands they're iconic and they will carry on performing and it's amazing because there's so many bands that that their sort of musical life is cut short um for whatever reason so I think it's amazing that they've been just rocking out for such a long time and their fans are so you know um, they're so keen as well but it sounds like you're a bit of a mega fan Tom by the knowledge so um, I'm excited to hear is this because you say they had two albums of this right yeah this is the second one they did the symphony um, my brother is seven years older than me so um, my um, musical education uh, was done by him and um, he's a humongous Metallica fan so I sort of um, and he seems to know uh, everything so I can just ask him and he always has the answer I don't know if he actually knows the answer or if he just occasionally creates it um, but he always has an answer which I've always just naturally believed because he's my big brother um, and he's a massive fan of, of Metallica and Pearl Jam and, and sort of Alice in Chains you know all, all the similar similar I love that. It's a fountain of knowledge for you. And I was when I was reading up about this song and actually about the band, it, you know, in general, I was really interested to know that they did a law filed a lawsuit as well against that app Napster that was around because of violating, you know, copyright. And I think also that's you need kind of giants of the music industry, a bit like we were saying with the fashion industry. You you need the bigger kind of players in the game to to stand forward and to stand up and do something to make that change. And I think that's really amazing that they're supporting, you know, in all that younger and newer bands and musicians can come through without that concern because music is so widely available now it's hard to control that I think and it, it feels like it's a similar thing in the fashion world do you find that? Yeah I think um, we've had a lot of um, well not, not a lot but yeah we have had some issues with the sort of there's a lot of bigger fashion brands either stealing designs or bigger fashion brands behaving badly in terms of supply chain or bigger fashion brands doing things like greenwashing, you know, claiming to be more ethical than they are or more sustainable than they are. And I for sure think that there are a couple that there's actually a recent um, case of a small um, sustainable fashion brand called Scamp and Dude who actually sued Asda and next for copyright for, for stealing their designs essentially and they're a really small brand and everyone kind of was like oh my god like this is great that like you know they've kind of stood up that they're much bigger than us but still small in the context of you know next um so yeah I think it is really important and I think we are trying to kind of do that as much as we can you know call things out when we see them and try and be a little bit more like you know flying the flag for for the smaller brands than us that are coming through small independence and, and saying like, there's a right way to do this and, and there's a not so cool way to do this. So let's make sure that we're ticking those boxes. Yeah, definitely. I couldn't agree more. And I think that's really important and it's really honorable and it's inspiring. I think for people to see it's scary to do, but it's inspiring to see. Um, so we've come to the point where we talked about your music. I'm going to make a suggestion for you. I hate this part, but people who are my guests seem to love it. You can relax. So I've chosen a song that um, is by Leon Bridges, who I love. And I feel like he crosses the idea of being an old soul, but also being quite new and modern at the same time. Um, it's a really popular song of his. And I found it really hard because obviously we've got thrash metal, we've got an orchestra, <laughs> and there were so many different songs. I, I, was, I was really struggling, but I think actually, no, no, it's, it's, I love this part of it. I do get nervous, but I feel like also when we were talking about, it's good because we talked about these lyrics and also how the ability, you know, for you guys to, to create home wherever you are. I think that's a really, important thing and I think all of us right now need to feel that that whoever we're with whoever looks after us whoever cares for us and whoever we care about that's where your home is and the song's called coming home so I felt like it was a lovely piece of music and something hopefully to remind you guys of that time that you'll have in the future where you can go back to Africa you can visit those projects that mean so much to you and um I wanted to say as well that I 
I find what you guys do inspiring and I mean that and I think you're both incredible people who more people should know about and invest in your brand and what you do and you as people and I just think it's such a pleasure to chat to you so I will play some of the song now and stop waffling on about how wonderful you guys are here it comes <laughs> Only one Definitely. Yeah, really cool. We'll definitely have a proper listen of that. Yeah, do have a dance around the kitchen when with Jeff when you have time. Um, sure. But hopefully, yeah, it's one that you'll you'll enjoy listening to. And I guess, yeah, I just want to say a huge thank you. And it's been such a pleasure to chat to you guys. And good luck as well. When is the next um, collection out? What's next for Origin? Yeah. Hopefully in the next kind of week to two weeks. But, you know, everything's very up in the air at the moment. But, yeah, it will feature this dip-dye dress that I'm wearing um, and a couple of other very Love new it. things. Uh, yeah, very different from our usual stuff. So we're not moving away from T-shirts and sweatshirts, but we're adding some more strings to our bow, so I'm very excited to release it. Uh, yeah, we had the photo shoot yesterday, so hopefully within the next couple of weeks they'll all be live. So really exciting amazing 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 and obviously as well you know happy to know that tom hopefully you're a little bit less mad and busy than you have been over the past how many months but everyone i'm sure who's listening to this is thanking you as long with every other key worker that is around in the uk and, and just very grateful so yeah the fact that you guys find time to have a successful business and to do what you're doing to help people is amazing um so i'm sure everyone else would echo saying thank you thank you thank you for having us on it's been really lovely really nice thing and, and a nice part of our week to do something like this a bit different so thanks for having us I really hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and I'd love to hear about your favourite piece of music. So make sure you pop a comment on Apple reviews with your song choice and the story behind it. I'm going to be reading out some of your stories in an upcoming minisode. Also, we've now put our guest song choices in the show notes. So if you want to hear any of their songs again, you can find them there. Thanks so much, guys, and see you next time. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.